Hey, you know, John, what would be really nice? What's that, Lex? Is, is if we could learn even more about our listeners, because advertisers want to know more about our listeners. And uh, if you go to podsurvey.com slash car, you can take a quick anonymous survey that'll help us get to know you better. So we can make sure we're bringing on advertisers who are relevant to you. And we're only saying yes to advertisers you care about. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. So go to podsurvey.com slash car. That's podsurvey.com slash car. Thanks for your help. And also, we're not going to stalk you and stuff. It's just, it's like you're anonymous. It's mostly your interests, not you personally. I mean, I, I'd love to get to know you personally. But I just think, you know, we want to be careful about how we talk about that, Lux. Really sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm Lex Friedman. <laughs> back from a long sojourn. Happy, yeah. happy to have you. Welcome back. Mr. Moltz won't be joining us today. We wish him well. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to the post-4th of July. Kids are at camp. Oh, my God. Turning this car around. We have so much to catch up on. Andy said you have nice things to say, so I'm, I'm excited. Before we start recording, he said, I have nice things to say, but I can't say them yet because we're not recording. Lex, welcome back to the show, and you traveled Thanks, with man. your kids. How did, did it go? I did. So um, we did the Alaska cruise on a Royal Caribbean ship. Uh, for the third time, the third time in a row, we traveled with another family who has two kids of their own, and that was just lovely. It's, it's nice when you can find a family you are willing to travel with. <laughs> yes, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, this time, Liam liked the kids' club. Sierra did not. Uh, she only went one time, and they told you what you had to do. Like, now we're going to do this, and now we're going to do this. Oh, like no. that. Yeah. Feeling like that. Anya was at the age where it's like, there's not really organized activities. It's more like hangout. And so she went there a couple times to hers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, all three kids were allowed to sign themselves out, which was hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> they had strict rules about when they could or could not. And so Liam did not, affect, did not really sign himself out. He was like uh, able to, but... You had to wait until we come get you. He was good at. Okay. Uh, but the trip itself was wonderful. Uh, Alaska is beautiful. You should get there soon because it's all melting. We mm-hmm. were at a place called uh, Exit Glacier in Seward, Alaska. Um, and uh, there, it's a park where you okay. can like, you can walk past a signpost that's like, uh, here's where the glacier was in, and it's just a year. So all it says is like 1881. And that's where the glacier was in 1881. And then you walk for 20 minutes in 1916. Here's the glacier was in 1916. And then you walk for a half an hour and you get to like 1983. And so when you get to like 2008, like recent, mm-hmm. you're still a half an hour from where the glacier is visible now. Oh like, my God. It's crazy. Uh, we were literally in Anchorage, Alaska on the hottest day in recorded history in Anchorage. Wow. Uh, was Which was like 82 or something. It was almost 90 degrees. And... <sighs> Uh, we were in, I was in short sleeves on a glacier in another place. We did the helicopter ride. Everybody survived that. We did dog sleds. Good. Everybody survived that. It was fantastic. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Did you, were you all on your own sleds or how did that work? The dog sled could handle up to four people. We did uh, a group of three and a group of two, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, so I was in a dog sled with Sierra and Liam. And that might not be right. I was in a dog sled with Anya and Liam. That sounds more accurate. Mm. And the, the musher, if you will, was mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, Lex, you can stand on the back here because I need somebody to like hold the back down. You just have to hold on tight. The other two will sit. 
Uh, and if they want to do it, they can. And I'm like, okay. And then it starts. And like, I thought my arms were going to rip out of my sockets when it first started. Like, I just wasn't mentally prepared. I did not fall off, but I was like aware that I could have. And then my the, kids were like, well, she said we could do it too. We want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. Liam, you will hold on with all the power you have. And, <laughs> right. then, and then it goes, he's like, that was fine. My arms didn't feel like they were going to get ripped out at all. And so, but it was great. It was great. Well, um, how many dogs were pulling you? Many. Uh, and these were smaller dogs than I expected. Um, but probably, I'm doing some probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 dogs pulling this. Wow. Wow. What was that? Was it Jack Lennon that wrote the White Fang book? Or wait, was it White Fang about the sled dogs? I, this, this is beyond my knowledge. There's a, there's a story or a book about, from a dog's perspective. And I can't remember who wrote, I'm going to look it up while you're talking, while you're telling more about your, your family time. But um, I remember reading that and being like, wow, um, sled dogs are like brutal and awesome. Yeah, no, but it was, it was lovely. The Larry saying to me, and I apologize to our listeners in advance, this is how my brain works. But um, I couldn't help but notice, nor could anyone with eyeballs, that the, within, first of all, there's many, many dogs there, and then they have to pick and choose which ones can, uh, are going to pull any of the given sleds at a given time. And, um, uh, you know, some dogs are always left behind. And the dogs that are left behind are the ones who lose their minds. Like, the ones who get to pull the sled, that's the reward. Like, they, they live for doing that. They, don't, they would rather, we were told, they would rather pull the sleds than get fed or get affection. The thing they want to do most is pull the sleds. And we take off and within seconds, one of the dogs in the line is like in a very weird position. I'm like, what the hell? And, uh, it was actively shitting while it ran. <laughs> wow. So when we yes. got to the first stop, I asked the musher, like, is this like my kids? Like they, nobody has to go to the bathroom until you leave. She's like, Oh my God, that's exactly what it is. As soon as they start, <laughs> as soon as they start running, that's when they all have to start peeing. And I'm like, Oh, they weren't all just peeing. She's like, Oh, I know. Um, Wow. And uh, it was hilarious to me because, like, I don't know that I could intentionally run and shit at the same time. <laughs> I no. could unintentionally run and yeah. shit at the same time. No, but, like, apparently, um, if you're in the New York Marathon or really yeah. any marathon, you have to, sh- you, you're going to pee and you have to figure out what that's going to look like for you. Yeah. Because you can't, you're in line and you're in the stockades and whatever, so you have to pee. And um, I've heard stories and it's not, yeah. they're not pretty. Yeah. Also, if you're trying to, like, do a record or whatever. You either don't pee or you pee while you run. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched like, uh, like the tour de France or whatever? They're like, okay, the Peloton's going to take a bio break. And it's like, what? Wait, they stopped the race to pee. Is that really what they do? I have watched the, the, a lot of bicycle races. Um, but I never, I never saw that part. Well, it was new to me and I don't know. Yeah. And this was, this was like Lance Armstrong's last, you know, steroid fueled ride yeah. of victory. Um, yeah. that he was not on drugs. So, uh, according to him at the time, so the book I was trying to find the name of was Call of the Wild. Yes, it was written by Jack London and it is about the Yukon Gold Rush and sled dogs. So, we did a, we did a train in Skagway that went all the way from Skagway up into Canada. Uh, and nice. it's like on the cliffside. And it was a train that was built, a train track that was built for the Gold Rush. And like, the, I didn't know all of this level of detail, which is, I guess, why you do tours. But, like, mm-hmm. they, the people say, hey, there's gold in, yes. in their hills. And yeah. uh, the press are like, oh, we better go and cover all the gold rush. And then the press is like, God, that's a big mountain you've got to climb and a, a treacherous path 
uh, we're going to just stay here and write stories based on what we assume mm-hmm. is happening. There's yeah. tons of gold. Like this was the era of fake news at that time. Well, <laughs> like, hey, there's lots of gold. You're going to love it. It's fantastic. When in fact, there was just none. Like by the time any stories got printed, it was all gone. Whatever gold could be found was yeah. found and gone. And like all the people who came wasted their life. And the people who I give a shout out to uh-huh. are the folks who came near the gold and were like, you know, what? I'm going to set up a business here for all the other gold rushers because mm-hmm. that's where they found the real metaphorical gold. Okay. Uh, have you seen Unforgiven? Uh, will you forgive me if I haven't? I, I will forgive you. You'd be fully forgiven for not seeing Unforgiven. Unforgiven is a Clint Eastwood film starring Morgan Freeman and, you guessed it, Clint Eastwood. It was highly regarded when it was released. I'm sure there are issues with it. Um, However... There's also issues with Clint Eastwood. We continue. Yeah. Um, But it was was generally well done and well received. Um, I think it was nominated for Oscars and shit. Uh, I'm sure it was. And, you know, if Moltz were here, you could verify or or whatever. Um, However... Uh, there is a character in that who was an author and um, and it was sort of the same kind of thing like like uh, uh, what is his name Jesus Christ I'm totally blanking um, Gene Hackman is in that film also and um, it, he's kind of funny um, but the author is writing about gunslingers and the how the West was kind of this wild place and it was obviously very hypey and fake newsy and awesome. But if you watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a 2018 film by Ethan and Joel Cohen, the Cohen brothers, as it were, um, yep. there is a story starring Tom Waits as the character uh, of him panning for gold. And it's, I think for me, it's one of the most kind of in my head, it's what I pictured panning for gold to look like. And, and and actually he pans, I don't want to spoil it, but the painting is just a part of it. And it's really, it's amazing. Like it's, it's, it's one of my favorite stories from that anthology. The film is an anthology film of, um, Western stories. It's really, yeah. I, uh, but if you like that kind of a thing, Lex, now that you've been in the West and yeah, you're looking for, you know, more recent history type things to experience i would recommend ballad of buster scruggs ballad of buster scruggs well i will i will gladly report that the alaska cruise was fantastic okay uh, i had done it as a kid doing mm-hmm. this one reminded me of some of the stuff i liked my kids really like this one they're all at an age where they're gonna remember it and listen alaska is not going anywhere except for under mm-hmm. glacier meltwater um right. but the glaciers themselves they're just not gonna last forever in fact when we were doing the dog sledding they were telling us they had moved camp four times because of melt um, wow. And I was asking, you know, they, I was asking them, do you take a helicopter to work each day? And they're like, oh no, we live on the glacier for like six or seven days at a time. And then you get a day or two off. So then they fly us off. Um, wow. And so immediately I was like, where do you shower? And they're like, it's like camping. Uh, we don't shower. And Anya mm-hmm. thought that was just the worst. Don't they have like a water thing? They fill up with stuff and they kind of rinse off a little bit. I guess. I think they, they the do. Material hand job. They do. They don't have Purell up there. They, I mean, they might, but I'm guessing it's more of like, um, here's a big container that we stick in the sun, get it warm, yeah. and then we can like wash hair or and or body parts because it'd be very smelly. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be anywhere near those people. I'm just saying, yeah. if it's, especially if it's record heat up there. Um, as you were talking about the rail, uh, you know, I grew up where near where the rail 
the Transcontinental Railroad was joined in 1869. Wow. So nice. the, the railroad, my, I had a, a relative on my father's side who was a, I don't know if he was an engineer, there was, there was a definitely a guy who was a telegraph operator. He operated the telegraph for, you know, Union Pacific, Western Union, Union somebody, right? Like one of the companies that ran that, he, he was part of that. But yeah. there was a guy who worked for the rail company as well. And I've got this picture of a bunch of family in front of a, a giant locomotive. And it's amazing. Um, mm. There's like 30 people in front of it. My grandma's there. My dad's there. Like aunts and uncles. And it's, it's like everyone came to see this giant engine and have, their, have a portrait taken in front of it. Um, That's amazing. It's quite a shot. Uh, but as you're talking about that, um, like... Had you had you experienced the West before at all? Like, I mean, I know you lived in LA for a while, but I'm talking about the wilder West. Like, the lived rural. in LA. My parents retired to Arizona, so I've been in Arizona. Uh, been in some of the areas where they shot a lot yeah, of westerns right. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, are they northern I, funny, Arizona? Central, Alaska Southern, is the West. Sorry, say it again. Are they, are they northern or southern central? They're, like, what? They're Tucson. Okay, they're okay. the Sabino Canyon area. Mm-hmm. What's their address, Lex? I just want it to. It is one two three yeah. Tucson Lane, Lexus mm-hmm. Parentsville, Tucson, mm-hmm. Arizona. Zero seven 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 four. I was gonna say their actual um, zip code okay. at first, and then I was like, Wait, no, I'm glad I, I went to a New York or a East Coast. That know. was a New Jersey one, I think. That's actually oh. very close to my actual zip code. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so the actual zip code is eight four seven seven seven. Close. Right. That's uh, it starts with an eight. Um, yeah, Utah's also eight, but whatever. But so, okay. So that was Alaska. Okay, Alaska. And uh, I, it was, it's fine. I don't think of it as the West because I think of the West as dry and desert, but you're right. It's super the West. It's as West it's, as you can get and still be right. in the States. Yeah, like you're almost to Russia, Lex. Don't know if yeah. you knew that. I could see it. Um, right. Backyard. So then we get home on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We take a, no, on Saturday. We take a red eye. Friday night, you leave uh, Anchorage. Saturday morning, you land in Newark, New Jersey. We have that Saturday mm-hmm. to get everything ready so that Sunday we could drive them to sleep weekend. Holy shit balls. That's crazy. Was, was, your, uh, was your washing machine just running nonstop? Well, we had packed as much as we could pack them for camp ahead of time. And then we had multiple laundry bags, the laundry bags that had to get done for camp and the laundry bags that did not have to get done for camp. So we did all the camp stuff right away. Wow. And got all that stuff packed. And then, as I think we talked about, I had bought a new-ish car recently. Mm-hmm. And Laura mm-hmm. was like, we're not, we have to keep the minivan for now because that stuff, the stuff we need for camp won't fit right. in your new stupid car that you shouldn't have bought. Right. And I was like, challenge accepted. And mm-hmm. I fit everything into the X. And then she's like, oh, I also think we should take one husband pillow per kid. Oh, God. And I was like, okay. And I fit all those things in too. So I think it was like a test and I mm-hmm. passed it. And there was a little bit of gloating that it all fit. Uh, of course. Which, Why wouldn't you gloat? I mean, that's a major accomplishment. And I'm right there with you and high five from here. Thank you. And I will tell you, excuse me, um, I will tell you, I, uh, excuse me, I, uh, the camp drop-off experience was, was emotional and nostalgic mm-hmm. and other things for me, especially with Liam. Because Liam's never done sleep weight and he's also, he feels young to me. He's eight years old, eight and a half. So this isn't your first time back, right? Your girls went there prior, yes? No, no? my girls went to a sleep weight camp last summer and then we but visited not... for a day uh, after that. Okay. And everyone said we wanted to go to this camp that you went to. Or you just said, yeah. screw it. You're all going to this camp. <laughs> no. Well, so they, they, they didn't love their sleepaway camp last summer. And I thought, okay. if you're going to go to sleepaway camp, you should love it. Right. And 
I had voiced my concern about them going to this camp uh, last summer. And uh, because it's a camp where they tell you what to do. Right. Pick what you're going to do. And yeah. like, they've never liked that. Um, and so when they toured the camp they're at now, where they liked it, and we went there and had a good tour, and they decided they all wanted to go. Nice. Anya was the least certain. She thought maybe she wanted to go to the camp she already knew because now she'd have to learn another camp's, you know, ways and whatever. Yeah. So the night before, I'm up late. I don't want to be up late. I'm way jet lagged and time zone impaired mm-hmm. and red eye, four hours of sleep. And I just want to go to sleep. And I'm like, wait, they're allowed to email from camp, but they don't have email addresses that they know how to use webmail. Oh. Anya does. But the other two don't. So I go to my computer and I uh, open up Coda and I create a little web app for each kid to be able to effectively text us through a web interface with a URL they could remember and a password that they could remember. And that morning I give them little business card shaped things where I've written URL for them and their password or, or a hint for their password. Wait, you did all of this before dropping them off at camp. Yeah. Well, this is, so I, I, at night I coded it and then the following morning I gave these little cards while we were doing breakfast up and they're like, we get it. I had them all try it and lock in on my computer. And they go do it. And so there's a couple times a day where they potentially have access to a computer for a few minutes. Anya has it in the middle of the day. And then all three of them could potentially do it around 6:45 or 7 PM. And I set it up so that it texts me if they write. Oh, and dude, what are you, you gotta, you gotta post some details. I mean, oh, I want to know how you do it's this. It's a hack. It is a, it is a gross, disgusting hack. Doesn't matter. Doesn't PHP matter. Script, flat files. Um, flat, wait, what? You're using flash? No, no, no. Flat files. It's okay. Okay. Writing flat okay. files. I didn't even set up a, a, a MySQL database. I just, okay. I, I jacked some old code of mine, flat files. They are, it texts me by, by emailing my, you know, my phone number at T-Mobile. <laughs> like, and so I get mm-hmm. a, a janky text like, hey, there's a thing. And, uh, but it's been great. Uh, Cause I can also send them regular emails that the camp prints out for them. So I've been doing that more than I've been mailing them. They get, they get something from me every day, but it's like 90% email and 10% mm-hmm. postal. Right. Um, but every time they talk, they're so happy. And I was like, I like this so much more than my camp last summer. I was like, in your Yay. face, people who disagree with me, I'm not going to say who it was who disagreed with me in the mm-hmm. parenting decision process. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that. That's fine. That's <laughs> but, fine. That's fine. I was right. And, Lee, and then, so because I grew, I grew up with the camp director, he was a kid. He was the son of the camp director. Uh, right. Before. And so he's like, he's hooking me up the first night. He sent me a picture of Liam going to bed, which was, uh, um, the next day he sent me another picture. Like, here's what Liam's primes are. His things that he's doing. And Liam's doing like, Rock band, magic, circus. They have band. Oh, man. Circus, nice. Yeah, no, they're all crushing it. And, but so then the camp has, you know, not their own app, but there's this third party app, a garbage app, but it works called Amp Connect, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the counselors take pictures, they submit them into the app, and the app can photo rec- face recognition, and then it mm-hmm. sends you a notification. Is so, it Waldo? Basically, it's Is, called you- Camp Connect. Okay. Um, okay. No, there's, there's something called Waldo, which is a camp thing too. And, and my girl's camp just started using it. So, so every couple hours you get a notification. I'm going to completely take that out by the way. Okay. So there's a, there's everyone's every couple hours you get a notification and I lose my mind. Like, Oh my God, there's one of my kid or a video of my kid. And then yep. last night it was like, there's two videos of Sierra. Let me see. And there's Sierra saying, we forgot to pack my, my camp hoodie and also send more short pajamas. And I'm thinking to myself, we definitely packed your camp hoodie. Check your shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, you also sleep in shorts. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so right. I, I messaged her that. But then there's the second video. And 
lost one of his tooth. It was a molar. Here it is. And all that is sweet and wonderful, except it's super not my <laughs> So I go to the camp director Oops. via text. And I'm like, hey, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But if I was this kid's parent, I would want to know. So I'm just telling right. you so that you can route it. I'm on the case. But I, I felt like I did my good deed for the day. That's good. You'll get great parking from now on for a while. That's, that's all I ask. Um, yeah, so my kids camp. Um, oh, oh, so I am right now, as we are talking, looking at the recent update. So they do daily photo updates, finally. And it's like, you know, it has been kind of a mystery as to what their day looks like because they yeah. don't really go into detail about what it is. And this is a camp that there's things to do, but like the structure of the day, I have no clue. Like I have no, I honestly couldn't, I know they get up, they have breakfast, they eat dinner and go to bed. I know those. There's lunch in there somewhere, but I don't like what they do during the day. I have no clue. They do have camp games and lead up. So Liz and I are watching a grown up movie. And this was, I think, evening of the 5th of July, maybe. Um, and we get this call and it's from the camp and it's, and it's like, I'm, holy shit, it's like 930 at night. What is going on? And Lita is screaming, and I'm like, what is wrong? What's happening? And she's like, I am the color, uh, I'm one of the color captains. So this is her last year as a camper. She is a color captain. Do you know what that, what that even means? Oh, 100%, yes. So she's one of the captains, which is apparently awesome. So I went to, immediately to Amazon and, like, selected a shit ton of stuff in the colors of the camp. And, you, you, you know, I, her, she's the you know, one color, but you have to send, you know, like I sent other, the other color also, cause they don't, they don't call it color war. They call it camp games. And so it's, they, it's like, they try to not make it like hyper competitive, just like friendly competitive. And then there's all these awesome pictures on this website that I like, I, I got the email and like, since I don't check email, like every 10 seconds, like I used to, it took me a while to realize, holy shit, there's, so a friend had sent stuff, anyway, blah, 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 found, found all these photos, and it was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this Lita, she's like, surrounded by girls, and some of the girls are really, you know, they're like, what, nine, eight, seven, maybe even, and they're looking up at her, like, she's the cool, older kid, and it was like, <sighs> it was parent, you know, like, combo moment of, super proud, also, my girl's growing up, which is insane. And then, and she's the cool older kid. Like, she's the senior camper. And How also, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And the other thing is, is that they're in, at their camp, the senior most bunk, bungalow, has, like, merch. I mean, they, <laughs> they have, like, they have uh, fleece zip-ups and hoodies and T-shirts and, like, like, there was probably a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff that I bought for Lita, maybe even more than that, <laughs> of just like swag that some mother, God bless her, did all the work for. Like she went through and did all the stuff. And then when they got there, they were delivered by this mom, a, a, you know, a thing full of their merch, which was crazy. And I had also had no idea what was in that. I just was like, I thought I was going to have to go through and like go with Lita and sit down and like pick all the stuff and you know, like, okay, this is the official thing and this is what we're saying. And here's the logo, you know, like all that shit. Nope. This mom did it. This mother, uh, who I've only met twice is awesome. And hopefully she will, um, get the best parking ever for the rest of her life. I love amongst that. other things, right. Amongst other things. Cause she bless her. So if you're, if you're listening and you're one of those camp parents that do stuff like that, you are doing the Lord's work. 
So I, it's funny that you say this because I've been, first of all, when we went to visit the camp last summer, I think I probably told the story on the show at the time. The camp director, the, the, the son of the guy who was the director when I was there, was like, hey, um, uh, he's like, you know, I, I bought the camp from my parents and I bought all the land. I bought even more land. Um, and he's like, and if you're wondering, it's because I had built a startup and it was successful and that's how I could do this. So I was like, great. And he knew my background and he's like, would you ever want to be a co-director? And I was like, no, that's crazy. I would never do that. And I basically haven't stopped thinking about it since last summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, and uh, I don't know. I could absolutely easily be convinced at any time. Um, but uh, like having my kids there, I just, I guess, I mean, yes. And I, I just sent you a photo that I posted on Instagram that came from the camp. And like they sent a picture where two of my kids were in it together. And yeah, I, it, just, right? it got me so excited. Like they were hanging out of their own. What yeah. I look for when I see group photos is, are their hair combed? Is their hair combed? And right. then like, are they wearing right. outfits that r- r- reflect the outfits that other people are wearing too? Like, are they dressing weather appropriately? Mostly I worry about this for Liam because like Anya Sierra can handle deals and Liam's just new to this. Like he is in my mind, a baby. And I remember when Aww. Anya was my only kid, um, yes. we had a friend who had a kid who was a week older and one day he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, Rachel can play certain games on the iPhone. So we'll let her try, try some kid games. I was like, kids can use iPhones, but because she was my what? only one. And then I had, I had Sierra who was younger. I just, I thought of my kids as babies. And then I realized, Oh wait, I'm just not a baby. And then like, I would hear, Oh, you know, Rachel can put stuff away. Rachel can clean up these things. I was like, Oh, we right. should be giving you more stuff. And so I've, I've gotten better about that. But like Liam's my last one. And so I just, even though he is, yep. you know, eight and eight can do a lot. I also think he's the youngest one. And so like, I, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. so the day they first started texting, I lo- in that app that I had made, I lost my mind. I was going crazy with excitement. And I was like, cause I knew nothing. I didn't know what they were doing, what activities they had picked. And I found out that Liam was doing in the, in the circus, he's doing balancing in the juggling act. He's like balancing on a, a rollerboard and spinning plates. And he's like, and guess what? Sierra was doing the same thing. So like the two of them happened to choose the same thing in the circus. And they're going to do that together each day. That's awesome. I've seen a couple of pictures where he's with Anya. Like it's, it's good. Sierra is the one who texts the least because I think she is spending zero time in the computer room. <laughs> She's just like, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing everything else. I got computers at home. Like, and it's exactly what I would have expected. But yeah, it's, it is amazing how much you miss. Let me ask you this. If the kids, I don't know how long they're there, but if the kids are there for X weeks, how long are your kids again? So, uh, um, two of the kids, uh, are at camp for six weeks. Marlo is there for three. So Lita's there for six. Marlo's there for three. Sage is there for six. And then, um, Liz's oldest will go to camp like a week, you know, before my kids get, before Lita gets back from camp, she will go for three weeks to her camp. One second. Are you taking a crap, Lex? What's happening right now? I, I had to put the microphone down to, to type. Um, but it's back. Okay. Uh, so the one open debate in the Freeman household is if one or more kids says at the end of their three-week session, we want to stay for the next three-week session. What do you, what's the answer? F yeah. I mean, like, like if you can swing it, right. And there's no family stuff or whatever, like there are no plans they'd be missing. So the, the debates are one, like, are you okay missing the kids for longer? Uh, two, if only some of them want to stay, like what if only one wants to stay? What if only Liam wants to stay? I don't know if I'm, I mean, even though I was a nine year old at camp, I like, am I comfortable leaving just Liam there by himself? But if just Sierra wants to stay, do I let her or not? And like Lauren's Whoa. first argument was I would miss them too much. And then her next argument was, but it's also expensive. I'm like, but if we can't afford it and they want to do it, like, should we 
should we should this be the thing that we want to spend money on? And my answer is yes. But there's there's debate at the Freedom House right now. Well, so this is the thing is like Liz actually um, was faced with this one year and we, and she tried and this was with just her two kids and they didn't have space. They were like, no, we, no, we can't do that. And um, I think uh, one of the kids got a, like Sage, I think went for four weeks, which they don't normally allow, but I think they worked a deal because Sage had been going, Sage has been going to that camp since she was tiny and they made a, a special uh, kind of, you know, like we don't normally accept kids this age, but because her sister's here and they're close and Sage seems to be fine with it, we'll, we'll let her stay. So they, they both, so, so when they first went, Liz's oldest went for three weeks, Sage went for just a week. And then when Liz went to pick her up, she was bawling and Liz is all, oh, you know, I think I've told the story before, but I'll share it again because we're talking about camp. Uh, Liz is like, it's okay, I'm here, I'm here. I know you miss me. And, and Sage pulls back and goes like, what are you talking about? I don't, I love you, but, um, I'm sad cause I'm leaving camp and coming back home with you. I want to stay here. Oh, wow. Which, which is, and, and she has been super pro camp and we've talked to her about like, you know, she has other interests like drama and whatnot and musicals and singing and theater. She doesn't care. She loves this camp. She loves this camp. Lita's the same way. Like, you know, they do some stuff, but it's not like when you go and they perform the dance or the play or whatever, it's not going to blow your mind. Basically yeah. it's to kill time on parents day and to show you the kids are doing something besides like laying around and swimming. If a kid wants to stay at camp, that's awesome. Part yeah. of me feels like you should say yes, like unequivocally. However, okay. there's also like the equality issue, right? Like, well, if you're spending money on camp for you know one child, one for an extra week or two or three, then what does that mean for me? What are you doing for me? And how does that, how do you kind of do something equivalent? Because I think kids, I don't know how your kids are. My kids don't overtly seem like they're scorekeepers, but I think there's an just a base as they get older, especially there is some scorekeeping. And so I've tried to start to mitigate that more with things like, especially with Lita uh, and, and Lita, cause I, I can't always be there on her exact birthday. So when we celebrate her birthday, it's usually via FaceTime. Like I've shipped something to her and we have right. a FaceTime call. I've, I, it's been a couple, it's been like three years since I've been with her on her birthday and it's devastating to me. So, um, because, and usually the reason is, is that there's a Utah, like they have their music thing later in the month. And so it's like, well, I'm coming out for your, your music for thing. That. Right. Yep. Right. 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 So that's, that's the thing. So anyway, so there's a bunch of parent guilt around that. However, um, she's had camp, you know, for many years. So yeah, but I will say this, mm, I, I, I just have an important, Oh, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No, no, I, no, no, I just, I, I, I think I made my point. Just, just that you gotta, I think you have to want, figure out with your kids. Like if one kid gets this, does that mean right. the other kids need to that's, get something? Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to build on, which is I, I've been drilling with my kids that fair doesn't necessarily mean that you are treated identically. Fair doesn't mean that everybody gets the same thing. It means they're yeah. treated fairly. Yep. And if you are a kid, who's telling me, I want to come home. I want to have, even though I loved camp or I didn't love camp. If I, I loved camp, but I want to have, this is Anya, I'm imagining, I want to have the next couple of weeks to just read a thousand books and I'm giving you that. Yeah. I could say, no, that's not an option. Um, right. If, you're, if, if that's all you want to do at home, you don't want to like have mommy take you to the beach and go to this day thing and whatever else, then 
like if I'm giving you that, then that's your thing. And if the other, if your sibling is saying, I want to go to camp, then I'm giving her that. Like if every kid is getting what they want, then they're all being treated fairly. Um, but I think it's a fair, and listen, it's not like it's free to have the kids at home, right? I got suddenly I have right, to feed them. Right. Uh, camp is probably more expensive than non-camp life. Of course. But, but, but yeah. don't you do like a day camp or day something activities, right? And that costs money too. Yeah. I mean, or, I don't think they, I don't think we've signed them up for anything for post camp. Cause we didn't know what the situation, like they did a vacation back to back with three camp. Like if they come home, they're going to like go to the beach and hang out with friends and that's it. Like, gotcha. Formal. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely want them all to want to stay. <laughs> and if, if, if they say they want to stay, that'll mean the world to me because I want them to have a great summer. And like, you know, all of them were nervous before they went to camp, which I told them they should be. It was totally good and right and okay. And, uh, you know, the camp sends home a thing before, long before the kids get dropped off. It's like, you know, acknowledge that your kids can be nervous. Like tell them it's okay to be nervous. Do not tell them. If you don't like camp and you get too homesick, we'll come and pick you up. Don't tell them that. No, no, <laughs> Even no. Even if no. it's true, don't tell them that. No, nope, no, so nope, nope. I trusted them and I didn't. And I don't go too, too heavy on, I miss you so much. Um, it's more like, I miss you, but I'm so glad you're having fun, right? It's always, I, I, I miss you a couple of other things. But like, I want them to love it. And if they want to come home because they love camp, but they miss me, then that's great. If they want to stay... Anyway, the point I was trying to make earlier was before I took them and Liam was telling me how his nervous, I was like, listen, you like me, right? He's like, yes, I like you. Like, tell you what, I think I became who I am at that same camp. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. like, well, that's a pretty good sign. I'm like, yeah, right? And so, and it's true. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do miss them so much. And it's funny because like even during the workday, I miss them. And during the workday, I would miss them anyway. But right. it's like, it's extra because they're far. No, 100%. But that, when I think 100%. about them, I could even choke up about it now. When I think about them going to bed, Mm-hmm. like they all have routines that they like to do with at least one of us, maybe both of us at bedtime. And the fact that they're just putting themselves to bed just kills me or that they're dressing themselves. And like, I know the one thing that I felt at camp was I am so fucking big. I am basically a grown up, and I love that for them. And it's also like painful. Yes. That is the bittersweetness of parenthood right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. John Dickerson. This is the last episode of the show. <laughs> right. We're done. No, John Dickerson wrote this awesome piece about dropping his uh, kid off at a summer camp and his own reflection of his, his time at summer camp. And it's one of the things that made me realize that I wanted that for my kids is that scouts was supposed to be that for me. And I just did not, I didn't like the structure of the scouting organization. I felt like, I don't know. I just, it wasn't, it, I mean, I loved some of the things, but I wanted more like choice. Like I want, and I, I kind of did that my first year at summer camp and I got at boy scout summer camp, which is a week long and I got busted cause I didn't do anything. <laughs> so it was like, okay, you, you know, you got to make up for lost time. So I did that. I went to summer camp one extra, or, you know, boy scout summer camp one extra year, but it wasn't, it's not like this. This is about relationships and about you not being around your parents to kind of determine who you are, which is kind of the point of the Dickerson thing. And I'll see if I can find the link so I can include that in the show notes. Cause I think I've talked about it before, but okay. So the thing I wasn't sure about talking about, and I'm going to talk about it, but I may delete it just, so you know, which is my girl's mother was resistant to summer camp and it became a point in negotiations. And so it was, and I, you know, and I pushed very hard. I'm glad I did because she's come around, but it was costly and um, in terms of legal. And so yeah. 
to see this now, like Lita's first year was not like it was fine, but she had a hard time being apart. There was, and she didn't want to go back. I'm never going back to that camp. I'm like, great. You don't have to about March or April or, you know, when, when I think it was March or April of, of the next year, she's like, I'm kind of thinking I might want to go back. I said, what do you, why, why are you doing this? And she's like, well, I just, I just kind of miss it. <laughs> it, it. That was how we had this whole conversation. I made her make a list yeah. and her therapist, um, she had been kind of seeing this, um, this therapist. And I said, listen, you, you do not have to go to this camp. If you want to try another camp, we can do that. If you don't want to do any summer camp at all and you just want to do day camps, great. You can come to New York and we'll do day camps. We'll find something for you that you like and, you know, that matches your interests or whatever. But if you want to go back to this camp in particular, why don't you make a list of things you love about it and the things that you don't love about it? And then let's have a conversation. And then let's have the same conversation with your mother too. Because I, I don't want to have you feel like I'm pressuring you to go to this camp. I know yeah. I, I, I was the one to tell you to go to this camp, but... Listen, you don't have to. Well, anyway, she did all this work and she decided to go again. She did it was the best year ever and she's never looked back. I love that. And it was just, and it was like, in a way, that exercise was maybe the biggest, um, most important turning point for her development that I think I can point to as I did something right, which is, you know, make her look hard at something make her overcome whatever fears she was having or doubts and make her win basically like help her not make her, but help her win. And that's, that's parenting, man. And it was about freaking summer camp, which is still really expensive, but it's awesome. I love it so much. And it's, (laughs) I want to say to the percentage of our listeners who are not in the Northeast, I know that sleep boy camp seems totally foreign to you. And I apologize. Uh, (laughs) um, I feel like it's it's only great for kids though, man. Dude, it's so good oh, for I kids. Love it. I loved it for me and I love it for them. And like what I've been thinking about is if any of them came back and said, I, I'm honestly just a few days into their summer, I'm uh, no longer worried about this because they all seem to be having a freaking blast. Although I guess we could change. But if they came back and were like, nope, I didn't like it and I'm done with Sleep Boy Camp. Uh, I would definitely not force them. Anya was like a little bit cajoled. Anya would have been okay to just not do anything because she just wants to read and hang out, <laughs> which I get. Um right. But like when we were unpacking her, there were two other girls in her bunk who were sitting on their beds reading during the unpacking. Anya, you're going to do okay in this cabin. <laughs> this yeah, right. this cabin's so like, great. If a kid didn't want to go to sleepaway camp, that's fine. They have to do something. But if they don't want to sleepaway, then they'll sleepaway. But like, uh, I, I just want them to love it. <laughs> and it was funny. I got a little bit of shit from my wife because when any counselor I would meet, I'd say, how long have you been here? And Oh, it's my third summer. It's my fourth summer. And I'm like, oh, I actually went here. I, I did nine summers here. And she's like, are you telling everyone? Because we had to unpack the kids separately. Yeah, one point. Yeah, she's like, are you telling yeah. everyone that you uh, yeah. went here for nine hours? I'm like, yes, I want them to know that. Like, I get it. I know what this camp is about. And then we're with Liam's counselor. And he's like, yeah, his other counselor, Austin, is, is on parking lot duty right now. So you won't meet him. But uh, this is his 10th summer. And I'm like, 10? Well, that's just that's just showing off. Like, 10, 10, yeah, like, 10 nice. is ridiculous. I would hear nine summers. That's the most anyone should go. Uh, but yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. his youngest is going to be like that with her camp. Like, when she's done, she'll probably have gone nine summers. And then Liam was like, I'm going to go to this camp for 10 summers just so I can beat your record. Dad. Boom, I was like, okay, not do, it. do it. Yes. And I was like, well, so, I'm going to beat you for 10 summers. What do you think about that? So what's the oldest you can be as a camper at that camp? Uh, I, I don't know exactly. I think somewhere around 16 is when you become a CIT and then 17 is a CA. 
Yep, I think that's what, the latest camp too. What I know is that I became a CIT at 15 and then they needed another counselor during that summer. So I became a counselor also at 15 and I was <laughs> not allowed to tell parents or campers my actual age. Oh, that was of course, of course. Nice. So what age would you tell them? Would you lie out of year? Or yeah, say, I'm, I'm 17. <laughs> How old nice. do you think I am? Because I've always looked older. Even now people assume that I'm in my 40s, which I am technically not. Um so I've technically, older, so <laughs> technically not. You're either I'm, in your 40s or you're not, dude. By rounding, I'm 40. I'm 38. I'm 38. Okay. I, I figured that. I'm just giving you shit. That's fair. It's fine. Um, at the end of the year, I'll be 39. And then I'll be closer mm-hmm. to 40. That's sure, how math works. As we we all people learn stuff on the show. I'm learning right now. I'm about to learn. Uh, and in case listeners were worried, uh, John Waltz is fine. He's simply uh, been beheaded. <laughs> <laughs>